Well, happy Friday, Covenant Network. This is Adam Wright. You are listening to Roadmap to Heaven on this Friday morning, January 14th. Sad to say it is not Roadmap Roundup Friday. I am still proactively quarantining, so I'm broadcasting from Studio B this morning, uh, which is just, it's my house. Uh, This is what it means for you. We have a regular Roadmap to Heaven, and through the the miracle of technology. Uh, I can be in Studio B. We can have guests in the in the regular studio, and well, it's going to be a show. You know, it's going to be a show. But first, let's pray. One of the bonuses, though, I should say this. One of the bonuses is as we're about to pray. Like normally on Friday morning, we'd have the Roundup crew here, and we would pray a longer prayer, like the Sacred Heart prayers. Today, we're going to pray the Litany of Saint Joseph. And uh, as he is one of the patrons of families, I thought of no better person to help pray this morning than the always lovely Mrs. Wright, who is with me to help lead us in prayer today. So a special treat for me and for you. In the name of the Father, and of the Son, and of the Holy Spirit, amen. O Jesus, through the Immaculate Heart of Mary, I offer you my prayers, works, joys, and sufferings of this day for all the intentions of your Sacred Heart in union with the Holy Sacrifice of the Mass throughout the world, in reparation for my sins, for the intentions of all my relatives and friends, and in particular for the intentions of the Holy Father. Amen. The Litany of St. Joseph. Lord, have mercy on us. Lord, have mercy on us. Christ, have mercy on us. Christ, have mercy on us. Lord, have mercy on us. Lord, have mercy on us. Christ, hear us. Christ, graciously hear us. God, the Father of heaven, have mercy on us. God, the Son, Redeemer of the world, have mercy on us. God, the Holy Spirit, have mercy on us. Holy Trinity, one God, have mercy on us. Holy Mary, pray for us. Saint Joseph, pray for us. Renowned offspring of David, pray for us. Light of patriarchs, pray for us. Spouse of the Mother of God, Pray for us. Chaste guardian of the Virgin. Pray for us. Foster father of the Son of God. Pray for us. Diligent protector of Christ. Pray for us. Head of the Holy Family. Pray for us. Joseph most just. Pray for us. Joseph most chaste. Pray for us. Joseph most prudent. Pray for us. Joseph most strong. Pray for us. Joseph most obedient. Pray for us. Joseph most faithful. Pray for us. Mirror of patience. Pray for us. Lover of poverty. Pray for us. Model of artisans. Pray for us. Glory of home life. Pray for us. Guardian of virgins. Pray for us. Pillar of families. Pray for us. Solace of the wretched. Pray for us. Hope of the sick. Pray for us. Patron of the dying. Pray for us. Terror of demons. Pray for us. Protector of holy church. Pray for us. Lamb of God who takes away the sins of the world. Spare us, O Jesus. Lamb of God, who takes away the sins of the world. Graciously hear us, O Jesus. Lamb of God, who takes away the sins of the world. Have mercy on us, O Jesus. He made him the Lord of his household. And prince over all his possessions. Let us pray. O God, in your ineffable providence, you were pleased to choose blessed Joseph to be the spouse of your most holy mother. Grant, we beg you, that we may be worthy to have him for our intercessor in heaven, whom on earth we venerate as our protector, you who live and reign forever and ever. St. Joseph, pray pray for us. us. In the name of the Father, and of the Son, 
and of the Holy Spirit. Amen. Amen. So wonderful to have you with us on the show today, Mrs. Wright. It's always a treat to get to pray with the family, and this is the first time I think we have prayed together on the airwaves, so that's new. And, uh, you know, on the show today, we've got a lot of things to get to. So uh, to give you the, the preview here, we are going to be hearing from Father Kirby today, because when God calls... You listen, and that's the message he has for us. We're going to hear from Monsignor Morris today. We are going to hear from Father John Schneier today. We are going to hear from Patty Schneier today, and not just the Daily Dose of Encouragement, but we're going to hear that too. So there is a lot in store for us on today's episode of Roadmap to Heaven. Before we can get to any of that, let us turn now to Mike Roberts because we need to find out the forecast I know the kids are anxious. They're hoping for a four-letter word, snow, snow, snow. But we need to go to Mike Roberts and find out what's in the weather this weekend. Today, a winter storm arrives from the north, and because it's coming from the north, precipitation will start first for areas north of St. Louis, then continue through the afternoon and evening on Saturday for the rest of us. So, a winter weather advisory is in effect from 6 p.m. this evening through noon Saturday for areas north of St. Louis, including Alton and Edwardsville. For the rest of the St. Louis metro area, this is a winter weather advisory that goes into effect at midnight and continues until 6 p.m. on Saturday. So, Today, cloudy skies, scattered showers in the afternoon, and temperatures will reach a high of around 40. Then this evening, a rain mixes with and changes to snow by mid to late evening for everybody and continues overnight. At times after midnight, this snow will be heavy. By sunrise, three to four inches of snow should be on the ground north of St. Louis from Alton to Edwardsville. Everybody else, two to four by sunrise. But the snow shuts down by midday for areas north of St. Louis, another inch perhaps, and continues through the afternoon and evening for the rest of us. So total snow accumulation, Alton, Edwardsville, areas north of St. Louis, four to five. The rest of the St. Louis metro area, three to seven inches of snow ending by early Saturday afternoon. Sunday, mostly sunny with a high near 30. Today is the feast day of St. Felix of Nola. Born in Italy in the mid-3rd century, he was the oldest son of a Syrian centurion who had gone to Italy after retiring from the military. Felix became a Christian, and after his father passed away, he sold the property and all his inherited possessions and gave the money to the poor. His spiritual guide was St. Maximus, the Bishop of Nola. Felix entered the priesthood and was ordained by Maximus, becoming his assistant. During the persecution of the Roman Emperor Decius, Maximus fled into the desert, but Felix stayed and was arrested. While in prison, he was routinely beaten but refused to deny Jesus. Then one night, an angel appeared to Felix and told him Maximus needed his help. The angel helped Felix escape, and he went to look for Maximus, finding him very sick. Taking Maximus back to Nola and hiding him in an abandoned building, Felix cared for Maximus, but eventually Maximus died. After the persecution of Decius ended, the people of Nola begged Felix to become their bishop, but he declined. Instead, he bought a piece of land and gave what he could to the poor. He spent the rest of his life there and died on this day in 250, and after his death, there were many miracles attributed to him. St. Felix of Nola, please pray for us. I'm meteorologist Mike Roberts for Covenant Network. Have a blessed day.
It is no secret that I am a big fan of St. Louis Cardinal baseball, and uh, our next guest is also a tremendous fan, not just of Cardinal baseball, but of baseball in general. Father John Schneier is with us in studio. Father, good to have you here today. Great to be with you, Adam. It's weird. I'm like, you know, regular guest on the show, maybe yeah, not regular, you know, but uh, you are at the Schneier microphone. That is where your mother sits when she comes here to uh, to do the daily dose of encouragement and to uh, do some things for the show. Now, Father, I, I think back uh, many, 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 many years before you and I were alive, there was the great Rogers Hornsby, yes, uh, fantastic Cardinals baseball the gas player. House gang. And, we're approaching a hundred years here, right? On the Gas House. Gang we we actually, I had to look this up because there the was some 20s. debate in the office when they retired his number. He didn't actually have a number correct to retire, so he's there, one of the few in the outfield wall. It's yeah, just it's the Cardinals just logo. logo on his spot. Well, he once said, "Father, people ask me what I do in winter when there's no baseball. I'll tell you what I do. I stare out the window and wait for spring." And I, and I thought of you as I was thinking of this topic for today, which isn't, you know, sadly it isn't baseball, and there's not much to talk about with the lockout right now. Yes. But it's actually ordinary time. You know, we're, we're, we've wrapped up the Christmas season, and Ash Wednesday isn't until March 2nd. So we're in this larger-than-normal stretch of ordinary time oh, yeah, it's almost, it's right two months. now. And uh, I, I presume the thing to do is not sit around and stare out the wind- window and wait for Lent. Uh, yes, uh, that, that would not be ideal, (laughs) um, would not be ideal to just kind of sit out the window and wait till Lent, uh, because there is a lot, there is a lot of, uh, awesome opportunities during these, uh, couple of months just for, uh, just for good prayer and even just for our own spiritual life. Um, you know, we're in, I think it's year C now of the Sunday mass rotations for readings, and uh, so most of these Gospels are going to come from St. Luke, and there's some really, really great um, stories in St. Luke's Gospel uh, that are going to come up over the next uh, couple of months. Um, and it's an opportunity for us to enter into that season. But more so, I think, um, I was reminded a, a, a gentleman online recently said that, you know, the temptation, at least in our, in our earthly life, is to just always be looking ahead to the next thing always be looking ahead to the next thing, even maybe two or three things down the road, and yet the Catholic sensibility is very much one of staying in the moment, uh, to not so much have our eyes already on Lent as it is, but to enter into this time where we're all wearing green up at the altar and to just enter into the early part of Jesus' ministry and especially just his call to evangelize. You know, We're going to hear him talk a lot about the kingdom of heaven is at hand, repent and believe in the gospel. Uh, that's the quintessential call of Christ to the world, to humanity. Um, so, yeah, it's definitely something for us to concentrate on over these next couple months. Now, we talk terms and Advent, Christmas, Lent, Easter, all wonderful markers for us to know, hey, this is what we do in Advent, this is what we do at Christmas, Correct. this is what we do in Lent, this is what we do at Easter. Uh, I've always kind of been on the fence about this this term, ordinary time, sure. until I took a deeper look at it that I thought, well, is that just, why don't we just say normal time? You know, it be, but it, it, it's really anything but normal because the spiritual life is not just something that we, we put on. You know, I, I think of the shampoo bottle, lather, rinse, repeat, you know, that it's just mundane and, and brainless and we don't have to think about it. Just get into that groove and do it. Th- this is something that even in this ordinary time, it takes work and it takes dedication sure. and focus. Yeah. Um, you know, that, that word ordo. Uh, or, or ordinary, it, it means ordered toward. Uh, 
an ordinary time is an opportunity for us to order our time itself toward God. Uh, it's, it's very easy to consider, you know, Lent and Easter and Advent and Christmas as holy times, but just to remember that time itself is called to be ordered toward God. Um, all of, all of our goings about, uh, just the time that we have free on a given day, or even just the time we spend working, the time we spend with family, all of that is ordered toward God. Uh, that it, it is in God where our time finds its fulfillment and it finds its purpose. Um, so yeah, ordinary time, I think, if anything, to just take that title is a reminder to us that even that time, the, the, the off season, if you will, um, you know, off, off major season, you could say, uh, is meant to be ordered and oriented toward God. Well, you know, it was about this time last year that we were visiting with Monsignor Morris, and, and I want to say last year was a very quick turnaround from Christmas to Lent, and we Somewhat. were talking about— I want, It was a few weeks less, at least. Right, and, and, and in, the, in the old Mass, you know, they would call this time uh, at a certain point, you know, Septuagesima, Correct. which would just mean like 70 days before Lent, and it was kind of like the countdown to Lent, and, and we, we brought up this idea that— just like we have spring training, hopefully this year, hopefully probably abridged, probably abbreviated. I'm I'm hopeful that we'll have some. Yeah, but just like the the, the baseball players have spring training before the the season where the the real work happens, we have this time to use as training. You know, again to order ourselves towards the ultimate goal of getting to heaven uh, to get ready. You know, it, it's funny. Earlier you said that in the Gospels we're going to hear a lot of. Uh, repent and believe in the gospel, which I, I think of the imposition of ashes, it's, that has been or or is one of the formulas sure. or one of the things you hear on Ash Wednesday. And I'm like, yes. well, wait a minute, we're not getting ahead of ourselves, and yet the two are closely related. They so are. Here, here's a question for you. I know you like routine, especially on the golf course or on the baseball field. What are some of the practices? What are some of the, the disciplines we could get into this month of January and in February to help keep us ordered, what what are the daily things, sure. the daily workouts? Sure. Daily workouts, um, an easy one, at least for me, that I always recommend to people is uh, various parts of the Liturgy of the Hours. Uh, for those of you who don't know, the Liturgy of the Hours is the daily prayer of the Church. It's the prayers that priests and religious pray. Uh, we pray them five times a day. Um, but for anybody else, you are more than happy, more than free to uh, even just take one hour a day, whether it's morning prayer or evening prayer, or at night prayer, um, even just to take one of those hours, and, and by hours, folks, this is maybe 10, 15 minutes uh, of pray, of actual time, um, but just to you have a little bit of time throughout the day to give to the Lord. I think also in January, it's a good opportunity to pray for the respect and sanctity of human life, especially as we approach the 49th anniversary of Roe v. Wade around the end of the month, um, to just resolve to pray for the unborn, to pray for, you know, for, that we build a culture of life in our world, and that can happen in the Adoration Chapel. So even just a little bit of time in Adoration, uh, maybe on the way home from work, or even just for a, a, you know, a couple of minutes, uh, can go a long way there. Um, and then the other thing that I've I just found myself, especially uh, in spiritual direction, recommending to people is, um, is just telling people, you know, to, to pray, especially... Um, in recognition and sort of almost in an examination of conscience format, uh, but how how has God loved me today? Um, and when we see how God has loved us today, we see how God is active in time, how he is active in the ordinary and active in the mundane. And so it's just to sort of almost take 
examination of conscience style of examination, you could say, uh, and apply it to, Lord, where were you today? How have you loved me? And how have I responded to that love? Um, I found that to be very fruitful for me, and I have found that to also be a very common thing that I've recommended to people uh, in spiritual direction. So, um, yeah, I think those would be some awesome little ways that we can enter into this time, um, this this intermediate season, if you will, uh, to grow stronger in our faith. All right. Well, friends, if you want to learn more about the Liturgy of the Hours, the best way to learn about it is just to pray it. And if you say, well, I don't have the books, I don't have what I need, universalis.com is a website I go to all the time. U-N-I-V-E-R-S-A-L-I-S.com. Or if you got a, a phone, uh, the iBrevery app as well. Oh, yeah, Very that's a good one. one. Yeah. Every priest's favorite app. <laughs> <laughs> you know, have your bravery with you anywhere yep. you go. Um, but it is a great way to pray. And as Father said, it doesn't take hours. It's just throughout the various hours of the day you stop yep. for 15 minutes or so, uh, just like your daily rosary, which I know you're going to pray because that's what we do here on Roadmap to Heaven. We pray that daily rosary. That is the training before us. So let's, you know, Father's put it out there for us, friends. Let's make the most of this time. It's not normal time. It's not ordinary mundane time. It's ordered time to train on this road to heaven. Father, could we ask for a blessing before we conclude here? Absolutely. May the Lord bless you and keep you. May he let his face shine upon you and show you his mercy. May he turn his countenance toward you and give you his peace. And may Almighty God bless all of you, the Father and the Son and the Holy Spirit, Amen. Amen. Well, Father John Schneier, thank you so much for being with us today. Before we let you go, I do want to ask, so abbreviated spring training is what you think? I think it's going to be an abbreviated spring training. I, I hope to God that we will not lose any of the regular season. It could be dicey, though. All right. Be, All they, right. they might move everything back a week, maybe, or move the first week of the season back to the end of the season. Could be that. But I, I do think we will have a 162-game regular season this year. Call me an optimist. Will Albert Pujols play this season? Yes, I think he will. National League or American League? Uh, either, because I unfortunately think we're getting a universal DH, and I think he would be most useful, especially against left-handed pitching, as last All year right. showed. And, and if you were the owner of the St. Louis Cardinals, you probably wouldn't be with us on the show today, but we hope you would be. <laughs> um, but if you were the owner of the St. Louis Cardinals, would you sign Albert Pujols to a one-year man, deal oh, as a DH here? Let him end his career in St. Louis. This would be a heck of a year for end of careers with Yachty, Albert, and uh, and Wayno. Um, I don't know. You could Maybe. Maybe. I think that they've got some – potential bats. I think there's a couple guys in the minors who might come up who could be your DH, but I wouldn't I wouldn't say it's out of the realm of possibility, especially if they need to put uh put people in seats mid season. Yeah. Um, well you can put me in team pools. I'd say I say I, I would not, I would not be opposed because it would bring back every bit of childhood nostalgia exactly, that I that exactly. I long for. But <laughs> I I say sign him Give them a structured deal like they gave Wainwright that if you hit these benchmarks, we'll, we'll pay you more so it's not a, a huge outlay of money up front on something you don't know. But I'd like to see what could probably be his last it season. Most, if he does play this year, I would bet that it yeah. is his last season. And I'd love yeah. to see the birds on the bat on his jersey. That would be great. All right, friends, we got more to get to on today's show. So, Father Schneier, thank you so much for being with us you today. You are quite welcome. Happy to be here. In the words of a former late-night talk show host, our next guest needs no introduction. Patty Schneier's with us in the studio today. Patty, so good to see you. Great to be with you, Adam. Good morning, everyone. Happy New Year to you, Patty. It's, Thank it's you. great to be celebrating 2022. I have to tell you a funny story. The other week, I took some time off to be with the kids over Christmas break, and all of my kids, except for one, had plans. 
And so I said, well, you can do something special. You can hang out with Dad. We finished running our errands, and we went and bought a gift for her mother and my wife, who I love dearly. And we got back to pick the other kids up, and she goes, Daddy, that was not special. You didn't buy me a toy. You just (laughs) bought Mommy a Coke. That's not special. (laughs) And, you know, I I thought, wow, here I am. You know, like we got coffee and bakery goods at the coffee shop together. We we got this time one-on-one, and you're so ungrateful for it (laughs) because you didn't get a toy. And then I I stopped and I reflected, and I'm like, wow, that is me a lot of the time, that I am just so focused on what am I getting and what am I going to do and what do I need and what do I want. And a lot of the time, what do I want to need because we talk about wants versus needs. And I have all these things, and then I go into prayer, and I go, God, let me give you the laundry list right now. Now, it's a new year, and I want this to happen, and I'm setting a goal for this, and we're going to make it happen. So you you do your thing, and uh, please make all of this work out for me. And then I finally stopped and said, whoa there, Adam. That's not how this relationship works. It should be, God, I'm here. You tell me what the plan is. Let's go, and I'll do whatever. That's uh, you know, that, that, that's something that's been on your heart lately too. It's true, and it's 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 so true. We are like little children. All of us are like little children, and so often we come to God with our exactly. Why don't you do this? Why didn't we get to do this? I I was really hoping for this prayer intention or this, and I, they can be very well intended prayers, but we often are like that child in that way of of wanting, wanting more, more, more. And, and God does call us to be like a child, but in a different way. I actually read something recently. It's one of my favorite books, Revelations of Divine Mercy. It's kind of St. Faustina's diary in short snippets and put together in themes, so it's easier to read, for me anyway. So I was reading, again, I read this book over and over again, and here is the line I came across. As St. Faustina said, she said, Jesus wants me to always be a child. Okay, so there is that we need to have that childlike heart, yes, and go to our Father with everything. But this is what the second part is that challenged me. Jesus wants me to always be a child and to leave all care to him and to submit blindly to his holy will. So the part that stuck out this time in my heart as I read this was the part about leave all care to him. So I had to ponder. I was in Eucharistic adoration at the time when I read this, and I just thought, what are the cares on my heart right now as we begin this new year? What are all the things that I'm kind of worried about and that I'm you know, asking you, God, to take care of and to do, but I'm still carrying the worry and the fear and the wants and the demands, so to speak, And so I wanted to physically, tangibly, spiritually give over to God all the cares of my heart. And that's what I did. I spent an hour journaling in my journal of of literally saying, Jesus, I leave all care to you regarding blank, fill in the blank. And I had pages. I didn't realize how much care I was carrying around And that I needed to hand that all over. Jesus, I leave all care to you regarding whatever it is in the future, whatever it is in my family that's going on, whatever it is regarding the health of this person, whatever it is regarding our nation, the church. So many issues, so many big things coming up, Um, even in my own family regarding, you know, my children and and what they're doing in their lives. I, I realized I needed to physically say, write it down so I could see it, Jesus I leave all care to you 
regarding, and then I would just journal about it. So I offer that as a maybe a suggestion of something you can take to your prayer time and realize how much we do need to hand it over to God. And then, then the last part of that quote from St. Faustina, blindly submit to his holy will. That's when we take our hands off the reins and we say, okay, Lord, whatever is your will regarding this, please help me to accept it this year. Whatever's going to happen this year, help me to trust that every day the circumstances of my life are your will for me and help me to embrace it, accept it, and grow in holiness through your will for me. Now, Patty, I love the image of us as children living out our faith every time I hear it. And one of the things I think of, especially with everything you've just said, is the image of my children running down the sidewalk on our street. And I always tell them, please do not run on the sidewalk. And they're like, why? And I said, because the sidewalk's uneven. It's kind of a rough street. We had a lot of trees at one point. And you're going to trip and fall. And inevitably, one of them does. And they're like, I can't believe I tripped and fell. I'm like, I told you not to run there. And yet in the spiritual life, I am exactly like my children, that I try to run sometimes with something without fully understanding what I'm doing. So I think back to a point where I would have said, all right, I'm letting go of all of this. And I would have interpreted that as, which means I'm not making any plans for 2022. If God wants me to do something, it will just fall into my lap and that's how we'll go forward. So letting go doesn't mean necessarily that you're not going to take action or you're not going to do anything, does it? No, 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 no. Prudence tells us, of course, to use our intellect, our free will. We have respons- We have responsibilities. That's all in duty and justice and obedience to God. So all of those things we must take into account, obviously. Also, sometimes we need to just ask the question, Lord, what do you want me to do? What do you want me to do? And in a way to help out, to be part of a solution rather than a problem, we are to act in the best ways that we can. But I'm talking about carrying around that that care, that worry, that anxiety that burdens us and that let, it prevents us from living in freedom, the freedom to enjoy God's goodness all around us, even if whatever it is we've been praying for, even if whatever it is, that one thing that we want doesn't work out. We need to trust that God knows better, that God knows best, and his will will be the best thing for us, even if we can't see it in the moment. So, yeah, that's what I guess I was trying to do is take care of this burden, this weight of the worry that I think sometimes our Lord is saying, you know what? I'm your father. You don't have to carry around all of this care and worry about these events in the future. Do the best you can. Pray. Do what I'm calling you to do. And then just let me take care of the rest for you. And it's a balance. It's a balance that we have to find. But it's through prayer, obviously through prayer. And just praying for the grace to trust him more. I think that's my uh, New Year's resolution really is, Lord, help me to trust you more this year, whatever may come. Just give me the grace to trust you more and to trust that your will will prevail in my life. You know, every every day at the celebration of Mass, after well, in, in the middle of the Our Father, the priest prays this prayer, and I love it. Part of it, it it's called the embolism, um, but deliver us, Lord, from every evil, grant us peace in our day. And one of the prayers he says as part of this, protect us from all needless anxiety. And how often do we work ourselves up? You know, we go down that rabbit hole of, all right, if I do this, then one possible outcome could be this. But but what if the outcome is this? Or what if the outcome is that? And then, and then Patty, what if this happens? Or, or what if that happens? And, and maybe I shouldn't do this at all because look at all these possible outcomes and that, that idea of just trust. If, if, if we're doing what we're called to do and we're uniting ourselves with God's will— 
you know, let let him worry about A, B, C, D, E, F, you know, until we run out of letters of the alphabet and start repeating. Just trust. Right. Another image that I love and comes from Scripture is the whole five loaves, two fish. You know, we we worry because the disciples are always saying, Lord, you know, we don't have 200 days wages. And sometimes that's what we're saying. Lord, I don't have enough time to do this. I don't have enough energy to do this. We don't have enough money to do this. We don't have the, you, you just think of all the things that you don't have. And then, they, again, you've got care and worry and anxiety over things. And um, or I'm not enough or I'm not good enough for this or that or whatever it is. And I think God just says, give me your five loaves and two fish. Just give me your five loaves and two fish. Give me what you got. Give me your best. Give me you know, um, your prayer, give me your best efforts. And then I, I just love that he's a God of multiplication. He can take our menial task, our menial little tiny bit that we have, and he multiplies it. But again, what does that take? Trust, hand over the five loaves and two fish. I love that. The other part of that story, though, which is kind of important, is before he did the multiplication of the loaves and fish, Jesus said to them when they're saying, you know, we don't have enough 200 days wages to feed all these people. I love how Jesus says, feed them yourself. Do something yourself. That's where that part is. Do we do nothing? No, we are to do something. But we've got, we might only have five loaves and two fish. So do what we can with what we have and trust in Jesus for the rest. That's kind of the balance that I'm talking about. All right. Wonderful encouragement for us as we begin the new year. And friends, we're lucky. That that means today we get two doses of encouragement because Patty's going to be with us a little later on in the show for the daily dose of encouragement. Patty, thank you so much for sharing some time with us today. It's always great to be on the morning show and to be with all your listeners and to be with you. Thanks so much. Today, a winter storm arrives from the north, and because it's coming from the north, precipitation will start first for areas north of St. Louis, then continue through the afternoon and evening on Saturday for the rest of us. So, a winter weather advisory is in effect from 6 p.m. this evening through noon Saturday for areas north of St. Louis, including Alton and Edwardsville. For the rest of the St. Louis metro area, this is a winter weather advisory that goes into effect at midnight and continues until 6 p.m. on Saturday. So, Today, cloudy skies, scattered showers in the afternoon, and temperatures will reach a high of around 40. Then this evening, a rain mixes with and changes to snow by mid to late evening for everybody and continues overnight. At times after midnight, this snow will be heavy. By sunrise, three to four inches of snow should be on the ground north of St. Louis from Alton to Edwardsville. Everybody else, two to four by sunrise. But the snow shuts down by midday for areas north of St. Louis, another inch perhaps, and continues through the afternoon and evening for the rest of us. So total snow accumulation, Alton, Edwardsville, areas north of St. Louis, four to five. The rest of the St. Louis metro area, three to seven inches of snow ending by early Saturday afternoon. Sunday, mostly sunny with a high near 30. We are wrapping up another week of Daily Doses of Encouragement with Patty Schneier. This week, we've been talking about conversion, and I am excited to find out what Friday holds in store. Well, Adam and all of our listeners, I hope you've enjoyed this week about talking about conversion. And this final day, I want to just say that conversion is just the tip of the iceberg. So often, when you say yes to something or someone, for example, let's just say you're married, you say yes to your spouse. We realize that when saying yes, you're saying no to every other person in the world. You're saying yes to that one person. So when you say yes to Jesus, you do have to say no to things that no longer fit in with Jesus. 
You do maybe have to give up your old self or give up old habits or give up old friendships that are not holy or old forms of entertainment or leisure that are immoral or unchristian. However, this is the good news. New people will come into your life. New adventures as you say yes to him in prayer, you will experience like never before. You will have a new way of life, new perspectives on the world, new hopes, new dreams, new goals, new vision. You gain far more than you could ever dream. And conversion is just that tip of the iceberg of what God has in store for you. So if it's messy right now, if you're going through a crisis, if you're going through something that's hard, that's difficult, that you don't want to obey or take that step, all I can say to you is, it's just the tip of the iceberg. Wait till you see what God has in store for you. It's going to be glorious and it's worth it. Again, conversion is the best thing that can ever happen to a person. Well, now I can't wait to see what's below the surface. Patty, thank you so much for this week of encouragement on this great topic of conversion. You know, I've been thinking of how could we summarize today's show, and, you know, it, it goes like this. At the name of Jesus, every knee shall bend, and during the season of ordinary time, it's not normal. It's a time of order to go out and bring that name of Jesus to everyone we know. How do we do it? Well, as Patty Schneier reminded us, we trust in Jesus. And who's calling us to it? Well, God's calling us to it. And as Father Kirby said, when God calls, we listen. So that is our show today. I want to thank you for being with us and listening to Roadmap to Heaven. Hope to be back with you on Monday morning. Until then, let's pray. In the name of the Father, and of the Son, and of the Holy Spirit. Amen. All glory be to the Father, and to the Son, and to the Holy Spirit, as it was in the beginning, is now, and ever shall be, world without end. Amen. In the name of the Father, and of the Son, and of the Holy Spirit. Amen. For all of us at Covenant Network, I am Adam Wright. Have a safe and blessed weekend. May Holy Mass be very fruitful for you. And don't forget to pray your rosary today and tomorrow and Sunday, too, because I won't be back with you till Monday. So pray today, tomorrow, and Sunday. Until then, God bless. Have a wonderful morning. <laughs>